0: what's that thing called and who gave it to you do you mock it because of its vanguard benefits did you take one down and pass it around like bread at a table of your ancestors and relatives how much did it cost and are you still paying for it what's your monthly freedom or oppression traditional or open to suggestions on something a little more fresh and new do people even care how often are you heard, I mean really heard Whether within or without of your tribe The popular population where you reside Sharing inherited physical and biological traits It's race The
1: race that
2: So my name is Jasmine Paxson, I am 28 years old. I'm here because Bella had this idea that we should have an interview talking about what it means to be biracial, so I'm here. Well, Alright,
3: my name is Bella Hawkins, I'm 21 years old, and I'm here because I had an idea to, uh, to talk about by being biracial in our uh, standpoint. And everything.
1: So, um, thank you both for uh, sitting down and having this conversation with us because we definitely feel like it's a conversation that uh, is overdue to be had. So, thank you, Bella, for coming up with said idea. Uh, also, this will be the first time we've actually interviewed Jasmine, who's always behind yeah. the scenes. So, we're really excited for this as well. When did you become aware of your racial background?
3: Mm, it took a while for me to become aware of my racial background. Um, I didn't see race for a long time. Uh, that probably has to do with where I grew up. And I was always stuck with my my mom's family, which is white, and that's it. <laughs> so um, probably in high school I realised, you know, oh um, I've black in me and I'm seen different sometimes. Um but I wasn't really judged for it that often.
0: What made you realize that there is black in you?
2: That's an interesting question, because I think, like, as a child, I realized that I was mixed. Like, that was definitely something my mom said to me a lot. And it wasn't until actually I was Bella's age, so I was, like, 21, at a training, and then it was an undoing racism training. And then that was, like, the first time ever in my whole entire life where I said, like, I'm a black woman. And that was, like, really powerful, because up until that point, it was just like, no— I'm biracial. I'm mixed. I'm yeah. black. I'm white. My mom was always like, "You're mixed." She hated me, like
3: saying, "Oh, I'm black," because right. she didn't like, I guess, selfish reasons. You know, right. she was my mom and white, but I, it, in this world, you know, we're black. Exactly, <laughs> and
2: I think that's where it was like for me. I was like, "Oh, I gotta like hang on to it." Like I was like, "I don't want to only be black," and felt like I'm giving up to your point, like my mom's side of the family. It was like, "No, I'm gonna, I'm both." Or oh, I think also, like, if I was claiming whiteness, I was, like, getting some privilege out of it. That, like, to your point, we're black in the world. Like, no exactly. one is like, oh, it's too white, girl.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When um when you check off uh your race, you know, how you have those uh, questions, what do you put when there's no
2: um, two or more races? So now, yeah before before so before when I was younger I used to to your point like if it was two or more I would pick both and if it wasn't i literally pick this is so stupid I would pick other me too and then I would write <laughs> mixed and I'm like what is me that right like, it yes. I think a lot of people do it and then now I can choose black and like not feel weird about it other like oh okay this is who I am and not like oh I'm missing a part or something I, I still choose other. <laughs> I, I do. Have you done
3: 23andMe? Um, you did that? Yeah, and I'm actually more white than I am black. What? European. Yeah. But it, like, gives you specific stuff. Yeah, very specific.
0: Yeah, touched on, like, the second question, which was, how do you self-identify now, having been through this journey?
3: Yeah. Um, I'm still mixed, but I'm um, definitely black. I wouldn't say I'm white at all. I would I'll say I'm black
2: or mixed. That makes sense. I I've gone back and forth with this a little bit even recently, like it was like I'm black. And then like in the trainings and different spaces that we're in, I would be like I'm black with a white mom. So that like people understood that to understand like maybe more I guess like give it more of a perspective. And then I started being like I'm biracial black. But I don't know mm-hmm. if I like that as much. Like I don't. I'd rather say I liked more. So I'm a black woman with a white mom. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, there are di- many different types of mixed.
3: Um, if we're all mixed technically, but did you um did you live with your white side? hmm Growing up. Yeah. So, or were they together a little bit?
2: No, never. They weren't together. No. So like I grew up just with my mom, single mom. Uh, so, my dad was incarcerated. So, that was, like, yeah. But my, the black side of my family lived literally, like, right across the street from where my mom lived, but my mom's white side of the family lived, like, across the bridge. Mm -hmm. So, they weren't, like, close to us. Oh. How are you?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, I live with my white side. More my God family, which was a lot of white moms, a lot of mixed babies, no dads. (laughs) Um and my dad always lived in Mississippi. Okay. That's my black side.
2: So they all live in Mississippi. Yeah. Did you like go? You would like go to visit a lot. I lived like there a before.
3: couple of times, yeah. Okay. running from my problems. Yeah, I love them. Uh I really feel comfortable with them more than I do. My mom's side? Mm. mm. I've racist family too. Uh in West Virginia.
2: That's safe. That's safe. Yeah.
1: Let's get And into not that. that far. Let's get into that a little bit before um uh I I I like how this conversation is going, but I want to dig on that a little bit more. What is your earliest memory of racial prejudice towards you, a parent, or maybe even a sibling?
3: Well, um I've heard stories about my my mom's dad disowned her for having me and my brother. And um yeah, so I was she shielded me from a lot of it, but she would get a lot of um like rad about being with a black man.
2: So I guess that's the earliest. Yeah, that's a, literally same. the same. thing. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like my mom's mom and then like the, I guess her grandfather, it was like the same way. They were just like, we're not talking to you. That's you're having crazy. this like black child kind mm-hmm. of thing. So yeah, I guess like to your point, like that's the earliest, even though we we're, like weren't even born and you're yeah. like, Getting exactly. racism already.
3: Mm-hmm. I don't speak to my grandfather, the one who disowned him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've actually I met
2: him. We went to
3: family functions, and then my mom told me about the stories. I'm like, why are
2: we even? Oh, like still even comes go? around. That so we weren't even allowed to go. So like, you weren't. That's no, good, that's up good. until so like I didn't really know a, like as close as my mom's side of the family up until I guess I was like a teenager, like a mm-hmm. late like sixteen when he finally died cause like they would have family things that we weren't allowed to come so and I have a younger brother too. So like oh, when man. he died, we were finally able to like go around. It's just like, Oh, these cousins that I've like, don't right. really know. And like, it's just weird. <laughs> it like, oh. Yeah.
0: What was it like being around your black family?
3: Like Just comfortable. Um, I still talk to them. Like my cousin, she's a little older than me, but we're basically twins and, um, yeah she's great she's like my best friend Um, even the distance we always talk every day yeah I wish I would have grown up with them like my life would be so different if I was lived with my dad (laughs) I feel better I feel like it'd be better but who knows that makes sense
2: Yeah, I think around my dad's side of the family like younger I think I was felt disconnected to them and felt again, like, this need to be, like, white, and so, like, it was always very, like, loud and fun, and, like, I was just, like, shy and quiet, like, didn't oh, do much, yeah. and I had, like, one one cousin who, like, him and I were best friends, and then, like, now, though, it's just, like, everyone, like, I guess maybe, again, in the teenager years, I started to be, like, what, am, why am I being weird, like, yeah. this is my family, like, we gotta have a good time, everybody turn up. Now that I think about it, Um, my black side.
3: I always just refer to like my dad, my aunt, uh, my couple cousins, the close ones. But when we get into like my great grandmother, she's still alive. And when we do family functions like that, I'm like, (laughs) a lot of people. And yeah, I don't feel comfortable. And I think a little bit because I have the white in me. they're, Mm. They're iffy, especially the older ones. Um,
2: oh of your presence too that yeah, makes sense yeah because I feel like when I used to go over there I think maybe like middle school I remember people used to be like oh Jasmine I'm not being racist and then they did like say some crazy stuff about white people and i would be like I'm not offended like I don't care if you had yeah. a bad experience with the white person like that's your experience you can say it like I don't know and I was like oh this is kind of awkward
3: mm-hmm but yeah, no offense. Right, exactly. <laughs> I'm
0: like, Yeah, I agree with you.
3: <laughs> My voice sounds
0: crazy. <laughs> as a woman of color, do you feel as though your experiences are devalued or minimized?
3: Being mixed, yeah. Like, um, when you do say, Yeah, I'm black, so you know, maybe I felt a certain type of way, um, not comfortable and they're like, Well, you you're white too. You have you're light skinned, so um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I understand them in a way because we do have a little privilege sometimes because we're lighter in certain situations. And so I don't know what to say to that. But yeah, they um were not black enough, not white enough. Yeah, so. <laughs> definitely
2: that sentiment. And that was, like, I feel like a big thing in, like, school. It was just, like, where do you fit in to your mm-hmm. point? Like, not black enough. You felt, like, not black enough for this crowd, felt like... Not white enough for this guy. Actually, though, like, up until high, s- no, middle school, all of my friends were white for the most part. Same. And then, like, middle school, later middle school, high school, my friends became more diverse. And I was just like, oh, like, and it felt better. And I feel like now, at this point, it's pretty a, a good mix of people who we're friends with. But, like, yeah, I think... Is that it's like sometimes it feels like if you're trying to speak up, it's just like oh, what are you talking? What do you know? Like right. you don't really know what the struggle is or what's going on. And it's just like wait, what again? To your, like, we walk into the world, no one's seeing us as white, so like they're yeah. still treating us. But I think there is like some colorism in the spectrum of like light skin, dark skin type of stuff. And there's a lot of jokes that go with the whole like oh, yeah. light skin thing. Where it's just like oh,
3: this just makes me uncomfortable. I went to a predominantly white, like, elementary school and then half middle. Um, Mm. So I had a lot of white friends, and I was popular. I was really myself. I was weird, but I was, like, myself. And um, I was popular, I think, because they was like, wow, she's different, you Mm. know, now that I think about it. (laughs) Um, And then I switched in seventh grade. I went to a predominantly black school. I switched Mm. like that. And th- that's when I, my race, that's when I realized, oh, I'm, I'm black and uh, these are my people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was very different.
0: Do you think, and this is off the cuff, so bear with me. I was actually listening to a podcast and that's where this question is stemming from. There's a lot of fetishization of mixed babies and now you have a lived experience of it. Why do you think that is harmful
2: that
3: or is so useful. true. That is so true that yeah. they fantasize it.
2: Uh-huh. I mean, I don't think that... I would say... I don't think that it's harmful to have biracial children at all. Like, But if people do it just for right. the, oh, cute baby, right, without the love
3: or whatever. Yeah, that's, that's
2: a problem. I feel like yeah. you shouldn't do that for anything, though. And kids in general. Like, If yeah. you're going to go into having a kid, it needs to be, oh, hopefully this is going to sound wrong. But like... <laughs> oh, I want to, like, love this child, and I want to hopefully maybe love this person. I feel mm-hmm. like that's a very, like, traditional way of thinking about it. But, like, not like, oh, I'm trying to... I've, do you hear people say that? Like, oh, I'm trying to have a mixed kid because the curls going to be popping, is, yeah. and this, and the skin tone, and that. And you're just like, <laughs> what? No. That's yeah. not how you should be having any kid, just because they're going to look a certain way. Because mm-hmm. there's no,
0: like, you have to have an acceptance of the fact that they will be black.
3: Yeah, right. right. To
0: be like, okay, yeah, they, yeah. they're cute, but like every is You
3: cute. have to be ready to like teach them about being black too and the, right. the fears, the what can right. happen.
2: And I don't think, and now that said, like maybe if you're not ready or you don't acknowledge it, even in this day and age, hopefully, like it's 2022, but you're at least like at some point going to be willing to like learn because I can say like with my mom she didn't like that wasn't what she knew going into like it was just like oh I love this man we're gonna have a baby kind of thing and then it wasn't until like recently like maybe I guess when I had the first awakening of my own self at 21 and I was like okay mom we have to have conversations that are like awkward and uncomfortable and then like I have a younger brother and I think for her it was more so that like oh now I'm raising a black man which Mm -hmm. is like felt different to her than raising a black woman and right. so I think now she's just like, OK, I'm learning and I'm doing all this stuff and like realizing where maybe I was wrong in the past. Oh, yeah. So.
3: I know a lot of white mothers with um mixed babies that that ignore the race fact. They're like, yeah, we don't see race. So it, it doesn't matter. You know, they don't try to teach anything about being black. And that's what I kind of experienced. My mom just ignored it all. And I had to find out everything on my own. Yeah. You know. Same.
1: Why do you think there's that pressure to label mixed children as mixed? Because it seemed like both of you had a similar experience where your white moms were very quickly saying, you're a mixed, you're a mixed, but didn't want to talk to you about being Black. Did you feel different from your mom?
3: Yeah, I I feel different. Um, I think my mom did it because when we would walk around in the stores and stuff, I think they would ask, you know, is that your kid? Um, And she she took offense to that um so she would always be like yeah she wanted us to claim her and and stuff like that i i always used to straighten my hair because you know i didn't know anybody with hair like mine and my mom didn't have hair like mine so i think i try to do that because of her
2: yeah (laughs)
3: yeah you didn't have that experience Mm -mm. you always like your curls
2: yeah and I think that that is interesting because like one of the things I've like we I know a lot of other mixed people too, and it's just Mm -hmm. like that like either hair straight or like hair and braids if like if their mothers didn't take the time to like learn or how to like appreciate it and like value and be like oh you're beautiful just the way you are it's like oh we Mm -hmm. have to like I don't know how to handle this so we gotta like change it to make it more manageable or whatever yeah I feel like it was like a, like you're individual and you're like different and you're unique kind of thing and like that's what I'm going to tell you like you're not just this and you're not just that like you're this happy mix of both and that was like something that made it feel like extra special so I think that's where I don't know though
3: you ever ask her did your mom like overly try to always compliment you and stuff was she overly like, you're beautiful, you're smart, yeah. you got this? Like, <laughs> I don't know if that's my mom's personality. I think
2: that's your mom's personality. was oh, yeah. <laughs> like, 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 that hype. I was hype. Yeah, like, yeah, she's always just
3: like, you can do whatever you want. And <laughs> I'm like, okay, mom, chill. <laughs> <laughs> what
0: would you advise your younger self, knowing what you know now?
3: I would say something about the hair thing. be like you know love your curls it's all good i didn't have any other problems necessarily with um friends i had gonna make sure both race of friends
2: um yeah just the hair hair. be authentically who you are and like embrace yourself and not be ashamed to be black because i think that was definitely a thing where i was just like receiving all the messages from society that like being black was bad and like a negative and so I think for me I think that's why I really held on to like being mixed because it was just like oh if I'm just black then that's like not a good thing and like people like it's going to be a bad thing if I claim that and people know that about me even though to that point they already knew that about me I just didn't know it about myself so it was like I think for telling myself like you are who you are and to embrace that and not like hide from it.
1: What would you like the community to know?
2: I'll just say be yourself.
1: Um, Be open to
3: all different types of people Um, no matter what.
2: Yeah. And I think along those lines of like if Belle and I are sitting here saying our story that like we're just to black women who have like overlapping stories it's like some things connect but like all of biracial people are like different and so still like lit to your, like listening to people and like learning who they are because they're also different exactly. than who we are
3: everybody has their own story
2: right
0: what legacy do you want to leave behind that could just be right now, like not in the sense of when you uh, die, like whole,
3: it could be, what is it that like you focus on right now? Huh? <laughs> like kids? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, is that what you want? <laughs> like, I always thought like when you build your legacies, oh, kids, like. you have kids and that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I used to not want any. I used to be like, mmm, <laughs>
0: mm It changed.
3: Yeah. That's a good purpose.
0: Oh. If you could hand over the torch to your kids to follow through with something that you've done in your life, what, it, what, what would it be?
3: Just want them to follow their heart. Do what they love. um, Try everything out. <laughs> you know, not be limited at all.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Y'all always asking this, I know this obviously, like the main question, like the legacy question. And even That's when we right, like, came up with it, I was just like, I don't know if I have an answer to that. Do you want kids? Yeah. <laughs> That's my answer. Kids. I'm have kids. <laughs> yeah. I think like mental health oh. is important. Like focusing on your mental health and like focusing. I liked your thing about like try all the things and do all the things like yeah. just for being not even for kids but like being me as an individual in general like I want to feel like my life wasn't just like working and doing a thing that I was able to like live the life people like what are we doing here like live the life and have a good time and like enjoy myself and not just be like oh I gotta like I don't know do all these things yeah
3: yeah (laughs)
0: Uh, I did have a question that is still related to this interview how do you celebrate your joy Right. joy's <laughs> um, so fleeting, though. It's like,
2: mm, isn't it? It's just it. everything's fleeting. That's why you got to, like, go after it. You got to, like, make it True happen things. on purpose. Yeah. yeah. So it's not fleeting. Like, oh, I want so the like, bad shit to be fleeting and the joy to stay. Right. Oh. So, like, it. stuff you do that you like. Yeah. Just celebrating
3: joy, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like to yeah. go to the movies. Play sports. Uh, I like to learn. So I'm like a YouTube person. <laughs>
2: uh, art. I will say, yeah, doing art, watching TV, watch out too much, oh, way too much TV, Um, and eating French fries and potato chips.
1: Well, thank you both so much for like taking time and talking with us and sharing your stories and your experiences. She it's, said bye. It's bye. crazy. <laughs> it's crazy to be on the other side. Of, um, it's recording. It's crazy to be on the side of this camera because normally it's like me and Hannah over there doing whatever the type of bullshit we do. So I really do appreciate y'all sharing your experiences with us.
0: Yes, thank you so much. That was a really nice conversation and perspective that I didn't get to hear like in conversation before, which was really oh, nice. okay. so yeah. cool. Yeah, maybe we'll have Jasmine behind like, or in front of the camera more. Oh, he was guarded. <laughs>